Part One, Chapter Six of Life and Lillian Gish. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Thomas Peter. Life and Lillian Gish by Albert Bigelow Payne. Part One, Chapter Six Adventures of Dorothy. If Dorothy had a tree that Christmas, there is no memory of it today. A very remarkable one was on its way to her, a little farther down the years, but little Willie of East Lynn appears to have had other entertainments. Life in Rebecca Warren's East Lynn Company was probably less strenuous than in a convict stripes combination. They made larger towns, had fewer one-night stands, Sleep and food could be more regularly counted upon, and may easily have been of a better quality. Besides, Dorothy, light of heart, plump, dimpled, was fairly worshipped by Dolores Lorne, who lay awake nights planning how she might keep her always, and asked nothing better than to hold her and carry her and shield her from every possible trial of the road. She even planned to steal her, and might have done so, had she not been a devout Catholic. She was rather rigid in the matter of Dorothy's conduct. She took her to early Sunday morning mass, and taught her to tell her beads, to pray with a rosary. It was something new, and Dorothy rather liked it, especially as Aunt Dolores often had candy in her pockets. She was willing to adopt any new and profitable faith. She became a rice Christian. Auntie Dolores could be severe. Dorothy had a queer habit of picking the stitching out of the hem of her dress. Miss Lorne had tried all sorts of ways to correct this, for it meant that she must sit down and restitch the little garment by hand. Finally, she said, You know, Dorothy, you don't like to wear the little trousers that go with your part. Dorothy didn't. She hated them, and said so. She cried every night when she had to put them on. Aunt Dolores regarded her very solemnly. Very well, she said. The next time you pick up the seam of your dress, you will have to wear the little trousers to the hotel. Dorothy didn't believe her. A grown person couldn't do a thing like that to a child, especially Aunt Dolores, who loved her so. She did, though. Dorothy picked out the hem again, and that night when the play ended, the little trousers were not taken off. She wept, but it was of no use. Auntie Dolores hardened her heart. Dorothy set out for the hotel in the hated trousers. Her little coat nearly concealed them, and she scrooched as much as possible, but the disgrace was there. She could not forget it. It was a terrible punishment, but effective. Dorothy did not pick out the seam again. One more correction she remembered in after years. The company had reached Cleveland, where Miss Lorne had relatives. They stayed with them, and somebody made a pudding, a wonderful pudding with raisins on the top. It was set out on the back porch to cool. Dorothy, playing out there, found it interesting, then fascinating. Then she picked off a raisin. Then all the raisins. Then Auntie Dolores came out and asked for an explanation. Dorothy shook her head. She had seen some blackbirds about the yard. 
Perhaps they had picked off the raisins. Perhaps, agreed Aunt Dolores. There was a raisin in the ruffle of Dorothy's little dress. Perhaps the blackbirds had left it there. Aunt Dolores took Dorothy on her knee and explained in good Catholic fashion what happened to little girls who did such things, and then told stories about it. Presently, reduced to a freshet of tears, Dorothy confessed. She was forgiven, but Auntie Dolores found it necessary to wash out her mouth with soap. Dorothy as a baby star had been a success. It is true that her attention sometimes wandered during a rather long speech when she was supposed to be listening, and Miss Warren devised a plan, something with a jelly bean in it, plainly visible to Dorothy, who knew if she looked at it steadily, it would be slipped to her when the speech ended. Also, there had been a night that she went to sleep, when she was supposed only to be dead, and rolled off the narrow, improvised couch, nearly breaking up the performance. Dorothy's first season closed rather late, when Lillian was already with her mother in New York. A telegram came that Dorothy, in care of the Pullman conductor, was on her way to them. Mrs. Gish, anxious at the thought of the little girl traveling alone, wild to see her, was at the station long before train time. With Lillian she waited, then at last the train was there, and looking down the platform they saw Dorothy, not walking in charge of the conductor, but riding high on the shoulder of a very large man, one of a delegation of Elks, who had been captured by the child actress with sunlit red-gold hair. They had heaped riches upon her, her arms were full. A moment later, and her mother and Lillian had her in their embrace. Oh, Dorothy, said Lillian, I'm a vegetarian. That's nothing, said Dorothy. I'm a Roman Catholic. End of Part 1, Chapter 6